Hi, I'm Dori Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today we're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books with Zibby. I'm the host, Zibby Owens. I am an author. My latest is blank, pub date March 1st, a novel. I'm also a podcaster, obviously, a publisher, a bookstore owner, and so much more. If you love books, you're in the right place. In fact, we call it the Zivyverse, or really, the LA Times called it the Zivyverse, and we're going with it. Go to zivyowens.com to learn more, and follow me on Instagram at zivyowens. Sheila Hetty is the author of Alphabetical Diaries. Sheila is the author of 11 books, including the novels Pure Color, Motherhood, and How Should a Person Be, which New York deemed one of the new classics of the 21st century. She was named one of the new vanguard by the New York Times book critics, who, along with a dozen other magazines and newspapers, chose motherhood as a top book of 2018. Her books have been translated into 24 languages. She lives in Toronto. Welcome, Sheila. Thank you so much for coming on Moms and Have Time to Read Books. Now to discuss Alphabetical Diaries, which is so creative and the coolest idea for a book ever. <laughs> so why don't you tell tell listeners how you came up with this? I'm not really sure how I came up with it, but in 2010, I started this project and it was this question of like, what would my diaries look like if they were alphabetized by sentence? If I sort of broke it apart, broke apart the chronology and just read like, yeah, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Written like over 10 years. And yeah, so I was, I guess, trying to look at the past years of my life and see what the patterns were, what the repetitions were, sort of try to understand something about change and like who I'd been in that time, but not by reading through the diaries chronologically, but yeah, alphabet, alphabetically. Do you think doing it this way, there's anything lost like versus someone who sat down and read your diaries straight through. I mean, I think it's just different. It's more it's more about the essence of a person. And again, like the kinds of things you think about over and over again, more that than narrative scenes. So mm-hmm. it feels more like being inside somebody's mind, I think. Sort of tracking thought and tracking like the mundane thoughts and the more 
philosophical thoughts and the thoughts about sex and the thoughts about clothes to buy, but just like you kind of see what your life contains by doing it this way. Whereas if you read scenes, it's just a very different, um, I mean, it's a completely different thing. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because some of the sentences, like, whereas if you're crafting it from scratch, you might explain like the transition from one to another. But we can't tell in the book if it's something that came right after it or if this was from a different diary or am I jumping a couple years here or not? And does it even matter, I guess, is really the point of it all, right? It doesn't matter. And it sounds like you're saying it doesn't really matter because it's all me. Yeah, it's surprising that you can have a sentence from 2007 beside a sentence from 2012, beside a sentence from 2005, and it reads very Mm -hmm. continuously, and it reads like the same person. And yeah, it's, it's, it's mysterious how static the self is. That's kind of what I realized. You know, your circumstances change, but not as much as it feels when you're going through it. And you change, but not nearly as much as you think you're changing. (laughs) It's interesting. I mean, I think at first, I think it's kind of sobering, you know, like you kind of had this idea in life, like that the point is change. And after doing this project and like editing it for 10 years, I kind of feel like the point is not to change. It's not that the point is not to change, but like change isn't the essence of life. Like the essence of life is this self that you can't help but be sort of no matter what. So funny. I read this diary I had out loud, this travel. I was on a trip and I was taking a similar trip with my kids. And I was like, oh, I'm going to read you this from when I was about your age, which was crazy because I felt like I was sort of introducing myself at that age to my kids at this age. But anyway, as I was reading, I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Like, I still say that all the time or like that expression I still use or I still always write about, you know, what I had for breakfast or whatever it was. Right. I'm like, that's not so different, even though I was only 11 years old. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, I guess we are kind of who we are at the core. (laughs) I think so. So the diaries, you edited it for 10 years. How long a period of time did the diaries encompass? Like from when to when? Like 2005 to 2014, basically. So I started the project in 2010. And then after a few years of working on it, I just thought I'll put all the diaries of the last few years in it. And I, I write my diaries on the computer. So it's not that hard to do. I didn't have to like type them all out. They're there. I don't write every day in a diary, just sort of when I feel like I need to. So, but it ended up being about half a million words altogether. And that was <laughs> then cut to about 60,000 words. But 90% of it was gone. But I think the 10% that remains, it really is representative of what was there. I wasn't like cutting to save myself embarrassment. I was, I was cutting because how much repetition do you need? You know? Yeah. Was there anything you were embarrassed to include? Yeah, of course. It's very intimate. It's a diary. It's yeah. I think when you publish such a book, you don't really know what you're revealing. Like, you're like, what kind of person is coming across in this book? You can't tell. Like when I write my novels, I sort of have a sense of the character I'm trying to create. But when it's you, you can't really see yourself. You know, it's like looking in the mirror. You're like, am I pretty? Am I ugly? What do I even look like anything at all? Like <laughs> somebody sees me, like, how do they recognize me? Like they're just, you're just kind of invisible to yourself. And it's the same thing with the diaries. Like the person that comes across is sort of invisible to me. And that's mm-hmm. kind of scary. It's scary to publish something like that. But also what are you going to do? That's, you just have to publish what you're, what you've finished, what you've been working on, what you're interested in. And I would argue that for the reader, it's the opposite of invisibility. I mean, you're literally entering somebody else's head and it's all your own thoughts and all you do is see is. So there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Well, have you, do you read it back? Have you ever read it back to yourself? Just like straight through, start to finish? No, 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 no. I've got better things to do. (laughs) (laughs) I've got, I like to read other writers, you know? And I, I mean, once in a while I might dip back in, like say, say today's February 23rd, which it is, which is my mother's birthday. I might be like, what was I doing on February 23rd, 10 years ago? You know, and with any luck, I'll have a diary from that day or around that day. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, but I I don't really go into it very often. In your diary on your computer, do you have each sentence isolated? I know that's just like, do you write it like sort of like poets? No, 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 no. I, I, I got, I went in and and did a find and replace and put every sentence on its own line. No. Oh my gosh. It's just such a cool idea. It's just like, I don't know. I like couldn't get over it. It's just the coolest idea. And it keeps going on every single letter. Like, did you find you were attracted to a particular letter when you're like, oh my gosh, like R was the best chapter ever? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I thought I was the worst chapter ever because in a diary, way too many sentences begin with I. That was the hardest one to edit because it could have just taken over the whole book if I hadn't, you know, reined it in. But, you know, every sentence has exactly its own place in the book because there's only one place every sentence can be because it's alphabetical by the first letter, second letter, third letter, fourth letter. So there would be these sentences that I'd want to keep in, but more important than keeping that sentence in was having, you know, this sentence over here chronologically and this sentence over here chronologically next to each other. And so I would have to cut that one in the middle that I really liked because it was more important to have those two next to each other to create create a joke or to create some weird juxtaposition. Mm -hmm. So all, it was just a very different way to edit than I've ever edited. Wow. Do you alphabetize everything in your life? Like are all your books alphabetized? (laughs) No, my books are a mess. Everything. This is the only thing. Maybe this is like your search for control in a crazy world. Do you know what I mean? Like a way to make sense and put order into things that have no logic. Yeah. I think when you put chaos inside a container, you can see it, you know, in a in a certain way. And so this was definitely like the chaos of a diary and and the fluctuations of a diary within an ordered, regulated shape. You know, like, can I bring a scientific approach almost? Or can I bring like an analytical or... Yeah, can I bring a control controlled approach to looking through 10 years of 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 the self? So Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. 
Join the cat in the hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishful podcast studio from the cat in the hat himself, and it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast, and those plans are the opposite of quiet. The cat may be disruptive, but it turns out he's also a great help to get fish out of all kinds of predicaments. Bursting with music, silliness, and rhymes, the Cat in the Hat cast encourages us all to find fun that is funny in every episode. So sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or Wondery Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Whose diaries would you really like to read? Hmm. Who else? Like what other person, famous or not? I mean, I don't think most people keep diaries. (laughs) Theoretical. Theoretical diaries. Let's pretend. If everyone in the world, living or deceased or anything, I don't know, random question, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I haven't thought, thought this through. I mean, when you're a kid, the diary you would want to see is like, in, you know, in grade six, the diary you'd want to see is like the boy you have a crush on being like, mm-hmm. I'm writing so much about him. Is he writing anything about me? Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I think in some way you're interested in the people that you love. You're interested in their thoughts about you, but like, it would probably be the worst thing possible to read those. So. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a lot of writers who I admire, I've read their diaries. It's not something that I do as much as I used to do. You know, when I was young, I would sort of read writers' diaries in my 20s to sort of see, like, how do you make a life as a writer? Like, what Mm -hmm. are the things they thought of, they think about? What do they do every day? Now, I'm really not answering your question. I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. I was thinking as I was asking it, I was like, would I have an answer to that? I don't know. Part of me feels like I would want to read the diaries of people I love who have passed away, right? Just a chance to get closer to them again and remember their voice and what things they would say that yeah. maybe have been slipping out of my mind or something. But yeah, I think the person I would least want to read, well, no, I shouldn't say that. Your husband. <laughs> Never mind. Were you, you going to say your husband or your children? <laughs> yeah. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. We don't want too much truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could handle it. Yeah. I don't think I can handle it. Oh my gosh. Well, what what other projects are in the works for you now? Well, I've just been on book tour for the last two weeks through the, uh, the US and Canada. And so I haven't been working. I've just been meeting friends and meeting people. And I guess now that I'm back, I have to start thinking about what's next. But I've... <laughs> I think I might give myself a couple of days. I only got back yesterday, so I think I might give myself a couple I didn't of days. mean like you had to start <laughs> this week. I thought maybe you had another like years-long project that you put a pause on to go on the, the book tour or something. I mean, everything – I have some things, but they're so in flux that it's not – yeah, it's not worth talking about. It's not – it's just – it's just – um. It's it's like I'm visualizing like cake mix, you know. It's like batter. It, it's just it's, – okay. it's not ready to eat. I mean, sometimes the batter is the best part. That is, that is true. That is true. That is true. If it has an egg in it, then you don't want to eat. So it's more like cake batter than cookie With batter. An egg. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, my daughter's making chocolate chip cookies downstairs. And I was like, 
yelling out like save the dough and then I'm like no I shouldn't tell her to save the dough I should just like, get those cookies in the oven <laughs> oh my goodness uh, so what was the book tour like were you surprised by anything or it was great there was really good attendance and people enjoyed hearing me read from it and it was fun I mean yeah it's exhausting but it's I enjoy that hour that I'm on stage I don't really love the lead up to it and mm-hmm. but I, I enjoy the actual conversations I had with people was anyone's reaction was there anyone who was said something and you were like, well, this is, this is, this makes it all worth it. Yeah. Like some uh, of those comments. Yeah. I mean, people liking the book makes it feel exciting. I got some emails from writer friends that were really enthusiastic about the book. You know, it's gotten better reviews, I think, than it, I, than any of my other books. So it's <laughs> a very positive reaction, which I'm very excited about because it's a weird project, but I think when you edit something for 14 years, hopefully it's good by the end. And I, I feel like it is. I, I had an opportunity to publish it in 2013 and I felt like it wasn't quite ready. And not only was it not quite ready, it was 10 years for being ready. And I'm glad I didn't publish it then because it feels done and good now and, and like kind of in the perfect shape. So, yeah. Wow. It's so neat. Well, I feel like it's like art. It's It's part book, but it's really part art in the way that you can use letters and words and order senses of order and you know the systems that we that we turn to to make sense of our lives and and how that re- I don't know it's just the coolest it's like the coolest conceptual idea and Thank of course you. you know in actuality as well but you know you know getting these like little glimpses of your life and all throughout and being like oh my gosh and then next and then it's something you know anyway very it's just very cool which of course you know but I just thought I would say it again I appreciate you saying that thank you do you have any advice for aspiring authors just read widely, you know, read old books, read contemporary books, read books by people who are like you, who are different from you. Just get a sense of what's been done, what can be done, what hasn't been done, you know? I just think that's that's really the best. That's important. That's really important. Don't just read the one little genre that you're interested in or, you know, only books in the last 10 years because you think you're not going to relate to a book that was written hundreds of years ago or, you know, 2000 years ago. I mean, I just think that the more you read, the more you kind of can see where you would fit into literature. Like what is there that you can say? What can you bring to the conversation? Because it's a conversation with living people, but it's also a conversation with all the books that have ever been written. So yeah. You know, I have this book coming out called Blank and that's exactly what my character does. She publishes a book that's blank is a commentary on all the books that have come before it to sort of make a statement about how a lot of times it's marketing that dictates what books people buy and it's not even about what's inside the book. So that was my whole like jumping off point. And does the book become a bestseller? <laughs> that's the goal. Yeah. They should <laughs> turn it into a bestseller. So I won't yeah. give away the end, but uh, right. you know, <laughs> but it's interesting to think, you know, in the way that art does that, right? Everything is a conversation with what comes before it and how does literature do that and how can you actually make a difference in the most crowded field ever? I mean, there are so many books and how can you stand out? You can reorder your sentences. You can end it in with nothing there. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like, what is there to express that hasn't been expressed that you feel in life? Like you're like, this is something I feel in life that I don't think has been put on the page, but you would have no idea what that, you wouldn't know what blanks to fill in if you don't know what has been written and how. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Sheila, thank you so much. Thanks for coming back on and go rest after your tour. <laughs> having me on again. Okay. Take care. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. 
Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.